Praise the Lord for all the good words. <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I have a message today that uh, uh, seems as though the Holy Ghost uh, knew what was going on. And I simply entitled it, My Strength. <clears throat> My Strength will be taken from Nehemiah, chapter 8, verses 9 through 12. 9 through 12, if you have your Bibles. If you don't, why, well, they'll get it up there on the screen, you know. I'm sorry, you know, that I don't have a pretty picture like these young people do, but... Uh, you know, I, I don't know how to do that stuff, so I don't fool with it. Praise <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. But uh, it's, uh, it's just great, you know, to know the Lord and to walk with the Lord. Amen. There's nothing any better than that. And I've been Friday, March the 11th, 48 years ago. 48 years ago, Jesus allowed me to come into his life. And he came into mine. And it's, it's been beautiful for 48 years. Any problems? Yeah, but he's in the middle of those. So I don't have to worry about them. Don't have to let it bother me. Praise the name of the Lord. So I pray that uh, the message that I bring this morning from the Holy Spirit and from the Father and the Son will enlighten you and help you and build you up and, and uh, give you something to think about. And uh, know that God is real. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Father, we just thank you and we praise you for another opportunity to stand in the pulpit and proclaim, pro proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's an awesome responsibility, O oh Lord, but you place the call on each and every one of us that our pastors to proclaim that gospel. And that's what we do. But we cannot do it without you. You are the vine, we are the branches, and we can do nothing apart from you. I pray now for the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God to be, remain in this place in a mighty and a powerful way, and that each and every person that's here has ears to hear what the Word of God has to say this day. And we give you praise, honor, and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Nehemiah. The eighth chapter, beginning at the ninth verse, and uh, this guy here, and then there was another guy uh, uh, there, uh, and then Ezra the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people, said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet. And send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Praise the name of the Lord this morning. I just, as I was studying and preparing for this uh, particular message, I just noticed, you know, they were at, this was a time when they were re rebuilding the walls and this was the first day of the seventh month. It was a holy, holy day unto the Lord, and they were going to read the Word. And they read the Word from, from the light until midday. So we're talking about maybe reading the, the Word of God for six hours 
Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God, we come to church on Sunday and hope we can get out in an hour or an hour and 15 minutes. They stood, you know, for six, they were standing most of the time, standing for six hours to hear the Word of God. And because the Bible tells us that they, they heard it and they understood it. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Isn't that great? In other words, when they began to understand the Word, they knew that the presence of God was present. See, you can't understand this Word of God unless it's revealed to you by the Holy Spirit of God. The world out there can't, you know, they, they can't understand it at all because it's not revealed to them. But they understood it, and they, and they cried. They cried because they understood it. They wept. But Ezra and Nehemiah wanted them to know and to understand that they didn't have to weep. They didn't have to cry. They could go party and do whatever they wanted to do on this holy day because they understood the Word and that the joy of the Lord was their strength. And it said in verse 12, And all the people went their way to eat and to drink and to send portions and to make great mirth. In other words, that word mirth there means gladness. Do a little dancing. Woo! You know, we act like we're afraid to dance. We act like we're afraid to do anything. But praise the name of the Lord, the people rejoiced because they understood the Word and they wept over that Word. Oh, that we would feel the same way today. Glory to God, hallelujah. That's not my sermon, that's just my introduction. Praise the name of the Lord. But joy. The Bible has much to say about it. As a matter of fact, uh, I looked in uh, Strong's Concordance yesterday, and it's mentioned as I could count down through those little things and getting old and don't see real good. But praise the name of the Lord, 169 times in the Bible. But we really don't talk too much about it, do we? I mean, we mention it every now and then, but we are called as a church, as a people, we are called to rejoice. God doesn't want us walking around kicking the can all the time. He doesn't want us walking around believing that we can't overcome. He wants us to know that from His Word and from His promises, we are more than overcomers in Him. I mean, He didn't just say we're overcomers. I like the way the Holy Ghost writes that word sometimes. You know, you'll find it. He adds an extra adverb in there. We are more than conquerors. Not just conquerors. We're more than conquerors. Hallelujah, and Him who loved us and gave His life for us. We are, you, you know, we, uh, we are to rejoice. We're called to rejoice. What does it mean to rejoice? It's cheerfulness. It's delight. It's gladness, according to uh, the concourse. You know, it is not a warm, happy feeling we are supposed to have now and then when things go well. It's more than that. Praise the name of the Lord. It is one of the most powerful forces in the world. Amen. If we could just learn to have joy in the midst of everything that's going on around us, the devil, he gets lost. He doesn't know what to do. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, get turned on. Every now and then, just wake up of the morning and get turned on to Jesus. Begin to just rejoice. Begin to move around like, you, like you're alive. I, I, I mean, you know, 
Normally when we get out of bed, now just think about it if you want to tell the truth, but uh, most people don't want to. But anyway, you know, when you get out of bed, you're dragging around. Oh, here's another day i got to go through. We ought, to roll, we ought to roll out of bed, and we ought to be full of joy, and we ought to be prancing around like a Tennessee walking horse, and we ought to be letting, letting the devil know that we're up. Although he already knows it because when you got out of bed and you got out of bed portraying a little bit of joy, he began to get nervous. I'm in trouble for the day, the devil will say, because that boy is ready to go and I don't know what I'm going to do with him. Amen? Let joy rule your life sometime or other. Don't just be downhearted all the time. We are told in this passage of Scripture that it is our strength. It's strength to us. Praise the name of the Lord to walk in joy. Or you could turn it around and say, or your strength is the joy of the Lord. In other words, He wants us to have it. Amen? The first words that ever came when Jesus was born from the angels, He said, I bring you tidings of great joy. We don't bring you tidings of uh, uh, sadness and, and uh, being defeated. We bring you tidings of great joy. Don't be afraid, they said. Praise the name of the Lord. If you'll let, just begin to walk in that joy that God has given you, praise the name of the Lord, you'll see yourself being victorious. Amen? He speaks of it in his time in Gethsemane. In John fifteen eleven. he says, uh, I'll find out here in a, pretty soon here in a minute. John fifteen eleven. He uh, Jesus in his great discourse in the Garden of Gethsemane, he spoke of joy so much, and and that and God wants us to have this joy. It's ours. It's ours for the asking, because He gave it to us. But in verse fifteen. Verse 11 of the Gospel of John, he, he, he here's what he has to say. I'll find it in a minute. Don't go nowhere. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy... I want you to understand, it's his joy. His joy. He's given it to us. That my, my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. He wants you full of joy. Hello out there. (laughs) He wants you full of joy. In the 16th chapter, the 24th verse, he says, Hitherto you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. Ask and you shall receive. He wants to give to you. He wants to give to you. Why does He want to give to you? That your joy might be full. He wants you full of joy. He wants you walking around full of joy, letting people know that you are a child of God, that Jesus is your brother, and that you're walking in all the promises of God. Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. In the 17th chapter, the 13th verse, He says, And now come I to thee, And these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let joy rule your life. Let joy be a part of your life. Walk in that joy and know that you are a child of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. 
And then he mentions it again in 1 John, writing in 1 John, he says in the fourth chapter, And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Glory to God, hallelujah. We need to know and believe that God wants us to have this joy that is His, but He wants to give it to you because He wants to see you full of joy. Since joy is our strength, that is why it is so important for us to walk in the joy He has given us. I mean, it must be important to Him. Jesus mentioned it three times there in the Gospel of John before He went to the cross of Calvary. And then when he wrote the epistles to the church later on, he says, I talked to you about it because I want your joy to be full. Oh, hallelujah. It must be something that God wants us to do and to have. It's why it was so important for Jesus to talk about it. It is crucial. It is crucial to live in a life of faith and victory. You're not going to have any faith if you don't have any joy. You're not going to have any victory if you don't have any joy because the devil's going to keep you beaten down all the time. You're going to be walking around feeling sorry for yourself. You're going to be walking around, oh, woe is me. Everything happens to me. Nothing good ever happens to me. How many many have ever said that? That's all right. Don't hold up your hands because I would, you know, but... Praise the name of the Lord. If you don't have some joy, if you're not full of joy, joy means gladness. It means delight. I delight myself in the Lord. Amen? I joy in my God. I joy in my Savior. I joy in the Holy Ghost who gives me power. I glory in the fact that I can use the authority of the name of Jesus Christ and begin to take charge in my life and even in the lives of other people, commanding them in the name of Jesus to do that which is according to the Word of God. Amen. I mean, I'm telling you, people, if you don't have any joy, and if you don't let joy be a part of your life, you're going to live a defeated Christian life. I'm not going to say you're going to lose your salvation, but you're not going to walk in the victory that God wants you to have. You're not going to live the bright life. You're going to live more of the dark life. Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. So it's, it's it's crucial to the living of life of faith and victory. We have to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, Ephesians 6.10 says. And the only way we're going to get there and be there is that we have joy in our life. And we exercise that joy. When God wants us to be strong, joy is what He wants us to use to do the job. Amen? Joy is not a state of mind. It is not a state of mind. One can either choose to be joyous or we can elect to be without the joy the Lord has given us. It's up to us. It's a choice. He gave us His joy. It's not our joy. It's His joy. But He gave it to us (laughs) so that we could be glad, so that we could be uh, happy, so that we could know who we are in Jesus Christ. He gave us, it's up to us to receive it. Joy comes to us the same way everything else comes to us. Amen? We receive it. It's a promise of God. 
You're not going to have any promise of God in your life unless you receive it by faith. Amen? You can talk about it all you want to. But if you don't receive it into your heart, you're not going to have it. Amen? And so if you don't receive the joy that Jesus has given us, His joy, then you're not going to have it. And if you don't have it, you're going to have a hard time living and overcoming victorious life. Habakkuk, you know, he's one of them fellows in the Old Testament, about one page. You know, Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18 says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olives shall fall, fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Now, here you're talking about somebody that might be having a hard time. You know, I mean, they, they, they ain't nothing. And I know that's not good English, but there isn't anything. I mean, nothing, you know. But he says, yet. Oh, listen, yet. Glory to God, hallelujah. He says, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Glory to God, hallelujah. Whenever you get to feeling that nothing's going right, and nothing, everything's going wrong, nothing's happening right, the finances are not coming in, you can't quite pay the bills. Oh, I've been there. I mean, you know, I've been there in my lifetime when you was wondering whether there's going to be any money there. But I'm telling you, you need, with the joy of the Lord, you can overcome that. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to believe that. You can, you can begin to quote the Scriptures and tell the devil that he's a defeated foe. He lost out at the cross of Calvary. Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. Psalm 31, 7 says, I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy. For thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities. In other words, whatever is troubling me, you were there. Whatever was going on in my life, you were there. No matter what was happening, you were, here, were there. Joy, joy, can, you notice there that it says, I will rejoice. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy. It's a choice that you make. You can either rejoice or you can just walk around like you're half dead. You can either rejoice and have a great time in the Lord or you can just mope around, hanging your head down, as I said before, kicking the can. Notice, the, notice in those scriptures, I will. It's our choice. In our circumstances, we can be full of joy. We can be full of joy because God has given us His joy. Amen? And we need to learn to walk in it. You can be strong in the Lord. Draw on the supply of the Holy Ghost and come out on top. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. That's how you walk in victory. That's how you walk in victory. Just let the joy overtake you, the joy of the Lord. I want to read you another from another scripture from another uh, Isaiah, the twelfth chapter. 
I'm going to read the whole chapter. It's only six verses. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall you say, Praise the Lord, call upon His name, declare His doings among the people, make mention that His name is exalted, sing unto the Lord, for He hath done excellent things. This is no one in all the earth. Cry out and shout. Glory to God. It don't hurt for you to shout once in a while. I mean, I get my eardrums busted sometimes sitting on that front row and Mark hollering around down there. He gets happy in the Lord. Glory to God. You know, shout. Cry out and shout. Thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Praise the name of the Lord. I want you to notice, though, verse 3 of that chapter more than anything. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Joy is your bucket, in other words, to go to the wells, and I want you to notice that word, there are wells of salvation. Salvation is an all-encompassing word, okay? And so you can go to that well and you can draw out with your joy. You can draw out of that well and that bucket of joy, whatever it is that you need. If if it's finances, if it's health, if it's deliverance, if it's provision, or you can just get your bucket full of all four of them or all five of them or all the promises of God. But you're not, I want you to notice, you're not going to draw anything out of the well of, wells of salvation without a bucket. Glory to God. You know, when you, I, I never was around a well. I'm not quite that old. I am pretty old. But no, I'm not quite that old. But when you went to the well, you got your bucket full. You come back in the house. You didn't want to go 14 times. But you're not going to get anything out of the wells of salvation without a bucket. And your bucket for drawing from the wells of salvation is your joy. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I've been a good time for an amen. Hallelujah. You, you're, not going to, you're not going to get the promises of God. You're not going to receive the promises of God without a bucket full of joy. Praise the name of the Lord. I mean, that, that, that's one of the most outstanding verses I've, I know of in the Bible. It really rings a bell for me. I don't know about you. But I'm glad my bucket don't have a hole in it. <laughs> in the world, there was an old song, my bucket's got a hole in it and can't buy no beer. <clears throat> I thank God that my bucket don't have a hole in it and I can go to the wells of salvation and I can draw on the wells of salvation. I can reach in there with that bucket and I can receive all those things that God has promised me in His Son, Jesus Christ, who is alive today because He was willing to die on the cross of Calvary for me and be raised on the third day. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I want a bucket 
that don't have a hole in it. So I'm going to walk in the joy of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, glory to God. You know, it's, it's something. Then there was another scripture here someplace. I don't know if I can find it or not. But uh, put that up there. Oh, where is that? I'll find it here in a minute. It's another one of them little ones, but I get uh, We're getting close to it now. Uh, I had it marked in here, but anyway, I didn't. I don't like to take time out of a sermon to look for something. But anyway, Zephaniah, or Zephaniah, yeah, the fourteenth chapter. I mean, the third chapter beginning at the 14th verse. Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all the heart, O daughters of Jerusalem. The Lord hath taken away thy judgments. Listen to this. The Lord hath taken away thy judgments. He hath cast out thine enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see evil anymore. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear thou not, and to Zion let not thine hands be slack. Now I want you to get verse 17 here. The Lord rejoices over you. He's delighted in you. Oh, hallelujah. Did you know that? The Lord delights in you. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Praise the name of the Lord. Even the Lord operates in the joy. He has taken, you know, he has brought to you the victory over the enemy. You no longer are a slave to sin. You are no longer... To be afraid because he has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. God is alive today, people, and he loves you. He cares about you. The apostle Paul wrote, rejoice in the Lord always and again, I say rejoice. Why? Because Romans fourteen seventeen says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. You see, whenever we operate and walk in joy, we begin to bring the presence of God into our lives. I believe that Paul and Silas started operating in the jail out of joy and began to sing, and they were delivered. The Bible tells us that David danced with all of his might when they were bringing the ark back to Israel. Why were they doing that? Because rejoicing in the joy of the Lord brings God's presence. And in in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. And when he comes into your presence, I know he's omnipresent, he is everywhere. But I'm talking about his manifest presence when he shows up on the scene. When you have left a service and you say, boy, that was a good, that was really a good service. You know what that means? 
Half the people that say that don't realize it, but what that means is that God showed up. (laughs) His presence was in that service. He was a part of that service. He became a part of that service. Why? Because we were joyous. Because we rejoiced. Because we sang. Because we lifted up holy hands unto the Lord. Some of us danced. Some of us jumped around like a jelly bean. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. But when the presence of the Lord shows up, things begin to happen. Amen? And joy, when we walk in joy and when we operate in joy, it will bring the presence of God into the service. And when the presence of God comes into the service, then joy and singing and dancing will prevail. It comes and becomes a wonderful and beautiful service. Oh, praise the name of the Lord this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I just want you to know today that God loves you. He cares about you. His desire is that you be full of joy that you walk in that joy at all times. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. If the Holy Spirit of God says something to you, don't be afraid to do it. But be sure it's the Holy Spirit. But when it is, if he says run, run. If he says dance, dance. If he says sing, sing. If he says lift up holy hands unto the Lord, then lift up holy hands. Jesus prayed in the 17th chapter of the Gospel of John that our joy would be full. And I'm glad this morning that he's made and given me that joy that is full in my life. Everything don't go as we want it to go. There are circumstances sometimes that come up But people say, I'm doing pretty good under the circumstance. But the thing of it is, don't be under the circumstance. You don't have to be under the circumstance. Circumstances are going to come. And circumstances will go if we stand in the presence of God and believe the promises that He has given to us. But those circumstances will hang around if we don't act like, you know, we're alive. Act like we've got some joy. Act like we want to praise God. Act like we do love the Lord. I know that many times, many people say, I love the Lord. But the way they act, the way they talk, what they're doing doesn't add up to what they're saying. When you love the Lord, you'll be full of joy. Because if you love the Lord, you're going to be in His presence. How do we get that joy? Once again, we get that joy simply by receiving it because Jesus said he gave it to us. First of all, then second of all, we get that joy because we get into the presence of God. How do we get into the presence of God? We pray. God likes to hear from you. You know that? He doesn't want us to always just come in and give give him our to-do list. Lord, I'd like for you to do this today. I'd like for you to, you know, heal Joe Blow down the street. 
Well, if you'd like to see Joe Blow healed down the street, why don't you go down and minister to him? Huh? Our problem sometimes when we pray is, is really not asking God, it's telling God. You do this and you do that. No, that's not the way it works. The presence of God is not going to be around in a case like that. The way it works is, I've chosen you. You didn't chose, choose me. I chose you. And you are to go and to bring forth fruit, and that fruit should remain. But we, we, we get into the presence of God. We get full of the joy because we pray. And then God would just sometimes like for you to just come and sit down and talk to him. How can you have a relationship with God if you don't talk to him? There's no relationship between me and uh, uh, Ryan here if I, if I don't let him talk once in a while. A relationship is between two people. And we need that relationship. And if we have that relationship, then the presence of God will be with us and we will have joy. We have joy, we have joy in worshiping and praising God. Amen? Whenever you really praise God, and we need to praise God not just on Sunday morning, not just here in the church, but we, we should take some time each day just to praise the Lord, to thank Him for what He's done for us and what He's going to do for us and what He is doing for us right now. You see, God is a God of the now. Now faith is. Jesus said, God, God said, I am. When I went to school, and that was a long time ago, that was present tense. But you got to, you got, we've got to get into the presence of God because in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. We spend some time reading the Word of God. And when we read the Word of God, let Him speak to us from that Word. Sometimes we do read the Word of God, but we just simply read it and lay it down. We don't even maybe sit there and just think about, what did that Word say to me? What does God want me to do this day? Where would He have me to go? Oh, praise the name of the Lord, church. We've got to believe that God cares about us. We've got to believe that He wants us to be a, a, a thankful people full of joy because we love him and because we want to serve him and be what he would have us to be. So I just say to you this morning, rejoice in all things. You're going to get out ahead of everybody else today. You're getting early lunch. But rejoice in the Lord in all things, no matter what. The Bible says give thanks in everything. Give thanks in everything, but not for everything. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And I don't matter what we do or what happens in our life. We can't thank God enough for the salvation that he has given us. The promises that are ours in Christ Jesus. As we sang this morning, I just want you to make an altar. Here's an altar. Come to this altar.
If your joy is not full today, ask God to fill you to overflowing. Just come and ask God. He said, ask and you shall receive that your joy might be full. He wants you to come. He wants you to have a good time. He wants you to make mirth. Oh, glory to God, hallelujah. He just wants you to eat and have a good time. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. God's still on the throne. I know a lot of things are going bad or looks bad right now in the world, but the thing of it is, we're not of this world. We shouldn't be nervous at all about what's going on. It's just signs of the time, signs that Jesus is coming back. And we ought to be happy about that. We ought to really be rejoicing over that, not worrying about it, because it's going to happen. Jesus is coming back. How many of you believe that? Jesus is coming back. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So let's just rejoice in the Lord until he gets here. Let's raise to our feet. This altar is open. If you're here this morning without Jesus Christ, we invite you to come and let Jesus come into your life. The Bible says that whosoever, you're a whosoever, I'm a whosoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But if you're a Christian, I invite you to come to this altar. And if you don't have the joy that you need in your life on a daily basis, come to this altar. Ask Jesus to fill you to overflowing with joy. If you want me to pray with you, if you want Mark to pray with you, we'll be more than glad to do that. you have a serious problem that you want to place before the Lord, we'll pray for you. I invite you to come this morning. And, make it, and I want you to just rejoice in all things. Not for all things, but rejoice in all things. And let God know that you love Him. Amen.